are so many things in life that you have to compromise, especially because of budget, the clothes you buy, the food you buy, and healthcare should not be one of those things. Check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to, and prioritize your health. I use ZocDoc. I have a bunch of health issues. For example, my feet randomly hurting so bad that I cannot walk anywhere. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Go to ZocDoc.com BCC and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc.com BCC. ZocDoc.com BCC. Welcome to the chain. This is the BCC Club. We are your hosts, Kendall Landreth. And I'm Sarah Shower. And each week we talk about a weird part of the internet. And what are we talking about this week, Kendall? We're talking about because we're gay. We are? We are. You? I realize I never asked. I'm on the fence. Oh, no. I'm going to have to get a new podcast co-host. <laughs> um, we're talking about queer baiting. Mm-hmm. A very uh, controversial topic. I think so, yeah. For straight <laughs> so, people. For straight people. Well, but even some, I mean, there's some people in the LGBT community who, like, disagree on who's queer baiting, who's not queer baiting, what's queer baiting, yeah. what's considered not queer, you know what I mean? Yeah, I um, I think straight baiting is a fun thing to do. Because, yeah. like, I mean, it's, like, whenever, I mean, we're gay, so, like, we pretend to have husbands online. I pretend to have husbands all the time i know and so whenever well, one husband i don't pretend to have a bunch of husbands <laughs> I pretend, but um no like i'll do a character that has a husband and everyone's like wait a second but you're a lesbian yeah. and i'm like yeah this also i literally said that i was gonna like climb a bus naked <laughs> like this is always a joke it's not just the husband part yeah but, yeah. but also if i'm like in an uber and they're like do you have a husband i'm always like yep and two kids you should be like i had a husband and then just stare out the window <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. Um, but before we get into that, how was your week? Um, my week was. What did I do? Wait, you were about to tell me something before we started rolling. What did, was you I about like, to tell you? You were like, "Oh, I gotta tell you this," and then you said, "Well, let's wait till the podcast is Crap. rolling." What was I gonna tell you? I, I was what talking was... about how I just got the flu vaccine. Yeah. Oh, I was saying. Oh, you accidentally got vaccinated <laughs> for the flu twice. <laughs> and I well, I think okay. This morning I went and got the flu and the flu shot and the covid booster yeah i was about to go out of town and i like as the guy was injecting me with the flu shot i had like this flashback to four weeks ago when i'm <laughs> almost positive i got the flu shot yeah and then i called right after i like called my doctor and i was like did i get the flu shot a couple weeks ago and they were like no well, this is why I was like, okay, you're wrong. They said, no, you haven't had the flu shot since 2021, which is not true. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so who is this? Because I clearly have gotten the flu shot since 2021. So I am one, I am like 90% positive I got the flu shot again. Yeah. So then I was researching like what happens when you get two flu shots. I don't know. Uh, everywhere seemed like it was like not a big deal. It was kind of just like, why would you? Aren't you, you're, lupus makes you immunocompromised, right? Y- yes. So then you just injected yourself with the flu again. Again. So my body's like, 
Your body's like, <laughs> what the SOS, f- please, someone help me. What did I do? I, uh, but I was just told Kendall, um, all my medications I've ever gotten are right next to my bed. Mm. So when I wake up in the morning, I love to set an early alarm to take my Vyvanse. Yeah. And then my second alarm in an hour wakes me up, but I'm like, Freshly Vyvanse. Yeah. But um, I have every medication. So one time when I was super groggy, I took an antibiotic. Oh, yeah. And I was like, and then when I realized what I did, I was like, oh, my God, I can't become resistant. Yeah. So for the entire week, I just took antibiotics for no reason. Wow. Just because I was like, I can't, like, fuck this up for myself. Yeah. Health and wellness. My pH is incredibly out of whack. But what was I going to talk about? I don't remember. Because I was going to say something to you. I know. Nothing crazy happened to you? God, no, but I was also going to say, it is weird that they don't have in your charts that you got vaccinated for the flu. <laughs> I know. Well, well, I was like, okay, I was in a rush. Yeah. So she was like, you haven't gotten the flu vaccine since 2021. And I was like, I don't have time to talk to you about this now, but I do need to call you back and talk to you about that because that's not true. But um, I mean, I, I just, I got my, but maybe it was another vaccine. What other vaccine would it have been? I don't know. I got, I swear I got the flu vaccine a couple weeks ago and I totally forgot. I don't know. I'm really nervous. that. But I, if I get sick again, because I just got over the flu. We had to cancel recording yeah. two weeks ago because I had the flu. So if I get the flu again just because I voluntarily <laughs> got another flu vaccine. Oh, yeah. I'm going to lose my mind. But yeah, this is what I was going to tell you. Comes. Last night, I put on a foot mask, mm. and I was like, my feet will shed in, like, three days. It's going to shed in a week, and I, I've got, like, slingy, like, strappy shoes from my brother's wedding. Mm. So my fin, like, feet skin Your is fins? just... My fins? <laughs> my Sorry, I just... I'm so tired. My feet skin is going to come off. Um, Yeah, those masks yeah. are... Every time I've done those masks, because I, I have, like, some dermatillomania. Do you know what that is? Trichotillomania or dermatillomania? I have trichotillomania and I have some dermatillomania as well. I just have mania. <laughs> no, I have severe trichotillomania, which yeah. is like um, where you rip out your hair. Not in like a scary way, but just like, you like know. Like in a normal way. In a really cute, like cute and quirky way. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I also have dermatillomania. It's actually, I was talking to my therapist about it because a lot of times people are like, oh, it's from stress. It's from like, it's like a self-soothing thing. And like, I was always like, that doesn't feel right to me. I feel like I do it when I'm relaxing a little yeah. bit almost. <laughs> but apparently it's like an ADHD thing where you like, uh, or you're constantly seeking dopamine. Yeah. And so you'll like have trichotillomania, have dermatillomania, have all the, <laughs> a lot of mania going on. But um, I used to do those foot masks a lot because I thought it would be really satisfying when all my skin fell off. This is disgusting. I'm literally so sorry. No, no, it's okay. But <laughs> every time I've done them, I've been like, this is terrible. This is yeah. really terrible because... The the way it comes off is so intense yeah. that you just have to like hide your feet in because so- I always would do them in the summer too because I'd be like I want my feet to be like super smooth super smooth for everyone to see yeah and then I would have to like hide them in wool socks covered in Vaseline and it's just like <laughs> deeply upsetting it's really <laughs> gross and then it's like all around like that's a sensory nightmare it is and then yeah. it's like also like all like you just are finding dead skin around your apartment for years damn. Oh, also, I was going to say, you were talking about, uh, so since they didn't chart that you were vaccinated by the, by the flu, for the flu, sorry, the flu. I'm very tired. I, uh, my pharmacist, mm. pharmacist, not therapist, psychiatrist, everyone's great. My pharmacist, who I couldn't choose, he, I was like getting medication mm-hmm. for my carpal tunnel mm. and he's like, how'd you get here? And I was like, like I drove <laughs> and he's like, but your eyes. And I was like, are you talking about cataracts? You, you as a pharmacist confuse 
carpal tunnel and cataracts. <laughs> And so that's the guy who's giving me my meds. Yeah, he probably only gave me my flu vaccine and didn't remember. No, seriously. That he did it. You know what is, you know, carpal tunnel is from a lot of moving around. Mm-hmm. Being gay. And being gay. Yeah. You know who moves around and might be gay? Who's been accused of queer baiting? Who? As I saw in our research. Harry Styles. Yeah, he has. And ladies, please calm down. <laughs> We're not attacking him personally. Uh, well, we're just insulting his character. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. What is queer baiting, Sarah? The term queer baiting was once mainly used to refer to fictional characters and applied to films, TV shows, and other media that led audiences to believe someone was queer. So, in the context of film and TV, it's used to describe the actions of a writer, director, or producer, and those in entertainment, marketing, who give a character or storyline traits that appear to be promising of queer interactions with no payoff. So mm. you don't get to watch anyone. Bust a night. Um, today, it's increasingly being used to refer to real people, mostly celebrities who look or act queer without explicitly coming out as queer. Sure. And so Harry Styles, I guess, because the way he dresses, my computer's about to shut off. This is so <laughs> Isn't annoying. it plugged in? Yes, it is. No, it's it's just old. I don't think it's about, okay, look, we're not even at the Harry Styles portion yet, but I've got to jump in. Yeah. I don't think it's about how he dresses. To me, It's because dress- he makes out with dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know much about Harry Styles. I'm not a huge Harry Styles fan. I, yeah. I, I like Harry Styles. I like his music. I'm not like I'm not like anti Harry Styles, but I'm not like a huge Harry Styles fan. I didn't see uh, him in concert or anything. But mm-hmm. him, yes. Okay, just me. <laughs> I don't want to do a full podcast. I have to edit fully everything I've said about him out. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I don't think it's how he dresses. Because to me, I'm like, I, I guess it's just my opinion. But I'm like, wear whatever you want. That has nothing to do with being. I mean, okay, this is a whole, let me word this correctly. I think, like, if you, I understand if you're not gay, but you want to wear a dress. You want to wear a sequence, yeah. That's great. Like, to me, I'm like, that's not queer baiting. But I've heard, I've seen a couple things where people are like, are you gay? And he's like, what is gay? Yeah. Who's gay? What is, maybe I am? Who knows? That's the straightest answer ever. (laughs) Yes, I'm like, so just. To me, that's what's queer baiting about it. Because I saw it's like it's, to me, it's not about the what he wears. Yeah. It's about like being like I don't know. You know, it's like wanting us to still keep this like yeah hope a lot. Not me. I have no hope. I don't think I'm gonna date Harry Styles. It's like the but... Olympic flame. <laughs> we like carry like. it from like city to city. Yeah. It just feels like he's wanting to like keep it. Oh well, I don't want to say I'm straight. Yeah. Um, and once again, it's all an assumption. I don't know what is going on in his personal life, but it's like he'll continue. He continues to date women, and then he'll be like, "But who knows what I'm doing behind closed doors?" And yeah. it's like, I think I might know. Think yeah. it's just dating more women. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't. <sighs> and everything's an assumption. <laughs> yeah. But so with other people, like I've I've heard, like I I know like uh, Emma Stone one time, a lot of times actually played a lesbian in a movie, and yeah. people were like, "Well, you're not a lesbian." And she was like, well, I don't think she commented on it. But I'm like, we actually, I feel like Emma Stone is more private. Well, she's married to a man. Yeah. At the time, I was like, I mean, maybe I don't know what Emma Stone does in her private life. But it's like, Harry's people like Harry Styles or Taylor Swift, it's like, well, every day we're hearing about your dating life. Yeah. So we're fully watching. So when you're like, we don't know, I'm like, I think we actually might. Is this gaslighting? I can't yeah. tell. I think it might be. Yeah. No, yeah. I um, I could see Emma Stone topping someone honestly um did you watch the favorite no i saw the favorite in new york city is that the lesbian movie yeah it's like a period piece i and i saw it in new york in uh 
years ago, and I was in the um, Union Square Theater, mm-hmm. AMC, Regal, knows Regal. It doesn't matter. Dude, you can lie Nobody to me. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> Literally not a single person cares. And I was the only one in the theater. And it was like a really, it was a really, it was a lot for me. It was very, um, it felt very sexual. It felt like it was just me and Emma Stone and whoever else was in that movie. What did Emma Stone do that was gay? Have gay sex. Then that would be very sexual. (laughs) (laughs) It just felt crazy I was alone. It felt like a private showing. Oh my God, wait, I want to tell you this. You know Kara Connors. Yeah. So I had her on Block I love Party. I, she said that she loves you too. Uh. <laughs> but we were having, um, we were talking about like body count, I guess. Ew. But like gay body count. Ew. Oh God. So I, <laughs> I was like, it's how so many? It's so funny to say gay body count. I it's know. just the same thing. But it sounds like misogyny. Um, mm. No, because she was straight before. As right, was I. Right. But like And then you made a decision. Yeah. And then we gay, like for flipped attention. a switch. Yeah. Got no, it. for attention. <laughs> yes. No, okay, so and she was like, um, how many women have you hooked up with? And I asked her the same and then we were like, What what is sex? You know? And so like you know what I you know what I mean? Yes, but I yes, because you're like Right, because what we identify because I'll hear people be like like straight people be like, Well, yeah. I've only had sex with one person. I mean I've done everything else with 300 other people. And I'm yeah. like, well, your everything else is the only thing I've done. So, uh, so yeah. I'm a virgin? Yeah. Because there will be Christians who are like, I'm waiting till marriage, but I give my husband a blowjob every night. And yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah, like if I gave someone head, that would be sex to me. Yeah, and I just... Right, exactly. So it's like, what is that? <laughs> you just, wait, what were you going to say? <laughs> then I decided not to. <laughs> and I'm just there. <laughs> just... I was just gonna. I was gonna say something that I'm. I'm not gonna say. Um, <laughs> like what? <laughs> it's just too. Pro- it's too personal. Oh, do you want to hear my impression of opening a butthole? No. Okay. You know, are you laughing? Okay, good. <laughs> Sorry. So. Thank you. Hello, everyone. It's Kendall, and I'm so excited today to share with you that today's episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. I love ZocDoc. We know it to be true. There are so many things in life that you have to compromise, especially because of budget, the clothes you buy, the food you buy, and healthcare should not be one of those things. No matter your budget, you should always be getting good care when it comes to your health. Check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to, and prioritize your health. I use ZocDoc. I have a bunch of health issues, and it is so nice when a new one arises. For example, my feet randomly hurting so bad that I cannot walk anywhere. Um, I don't know an orthopedic doctor, so it's great to go on ZocDoc and make sure that I'm finding one um, that has a bunch of really good reviews from people who have used them before. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Go to ZocDoc.com BCC and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc.com BCC. ZocDoc.com BCC. Let's talk about queerness in films in the 30s and 60s. What if people found out we were queer baiting? It would be so funny if we were just like... This is a long con. <laughs> this is a long con <laughs> to get money. Um, okay, filmmakers in the 1930s, 1960s were only able to imply queerness in films. This feels less like queer baiting and more like they were really trying to get rep- representation in there without being like um, fully shut down. Yeah, you don't want to commit a crime. So that's not even queer baiting. That's like queer... 
That's suggesting. I don't know. Because it was common in the early films to depict homosexuality. This changed when the Hayes Code was enacted. As a result of the Hayes Code, it became de facto illegal to portray queerness on film. It prohibited the depictions of sex perversion alongside obscene dancing, (laughs) the use of liquor, and white slavery. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Jesus Christ. It was introduced in the 1930s and governed the industry until 1968 when it was replaced by the MPAA film rating system. Despite the Hayes Code, filmmakers found ways to sneak allusions to queerness into film anyway. The trick with getting past the Hayes Code lay in assigning traits to characters that were culturally understood to be associated with the LGBT people while leaving them vague enough that the filmmakers would technically say they had conformed to the standards of the code. Sure. Like back in the day, they just gave someone a lisp. You're right. Oh my God. <laughs> so, or like, so, that's what I was trying to think of. Like, what? It would be like a fully straight businessman, but he was like wearing a boa. Yeah. And they were like, this is gay. They're like, no, <laughs> yeah. no, it's not. They like pan down on a woman. She's wearing chacos. <laughs> and then they go back up and don't mention it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, what's the origins of the term queer baiting? So Tumblr. Um, it Literally. was popular. <laughs> seriously, oh, it actually is what it was. Sorry. <laughs> it was popularized in critiques of shows like Supernatural, Sherlock, and The 100. Um, and showrunners for these series were accused of inserting just enough homoerotic subtext to drive fans wild with speculation while never actualizing those relationships. Okay. I, I haven't seen any of these shows. Are mm-hmm. we sure? Because Okay. With Sherlock, for example. Did you watch Sherlock? No, but Supernatural and Sherlock are part of a huge Tumblr fandom, so we're about to get an answer on your question immediately. What is it? No, no, I I just sometimes, well, I probably will have this answered. Yeah. But I just sometimes think people will be like, it's queer, it's queer baiting, Uh and it's two characters that I'm like, you wishing, like, if you writing fan fiction about about two characters having sex and wishing they were having sex... Doesn't mean that necessarily was happening in the show. Yeah, I think there's like, uh, I know that there's probably distinctions. Like they, if I scroll down and read further, they'd probably give examples. <laughs> I'm not going to let you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm going to make you answer before you. I'm just kidding. No, um, but yeah, I mean, if if you just write fan fiction about anyone being gay, then that's not queer baiting. That's just you being gay and horny. Well, I just think because sometimes, and this isn't about being queer, but uh-huh. <laughs> You know I'm a freak for Harry Potter fan fiction. I didn't. I've told, I have told you this so many times. <laughs> I thought, no, okay, sorry, I'm going to say something. I thought you just read that because your father passed. Uh, no, well, I know. I My dad died, and then I started. I was depressed. Yeah. And then I, because in my day-to-day life, I'm working and, like, being productive. I'm not laying on my bed reading fan fiction. It's okay if you are. Totally, but I don't <laughs> usually. I usually save that for the evening. Wait, was I wrong? Did you not get into that after that? No, I did. Okay, I, so, yeah. I did. But so then my dad died, so I got very depressed. Yes. So I was kind of just like laying around my house all day, not doing as much work as I was, should have been doing. So therefore, I was reading a, a bit more than I usually do. Okay. Now I don't support J.K. Rowling. No. But these, she didn't write these fan fictions. No. And some, t- but anyways, so I'm reading these. It's always Ron and Hermione. I've told you this. We, I've definitely told you I this. I haven't heard the Ron and Hermione yes, part. Yes, I told you this. No, you didn't go I into it. I got really into Ron and Hermione fan fiction. I just think they're... Okay, it's because the two men I'd ever have sex with uh-huh. is Channing Tatum yes. and Rupert Grint. Really? Rupert Grint. <laughs> literally, I'm in love with. I have like a huge crush on him. Oh. But um, there's all these... To get back to this, there's all these people <laughs> who are like... Hermione and Harry 
like really should have been together. And I'm like, these are not real people. Like no, you the, made that up. The real take is Hermione should have been the main character. Well, I <sighs> agree. She is smart and competent. And she like, did you see the third movie? I nearly <laughs> <laughs> did I see the third movie? Yeah. <laughs> I did. Okay, so yeah, keep going. So Hermione and Harry should have hooked up, but you people think that well, or they'll say things. Okay, or okay, this this is now this is getting totally this is getting just wild. But I'll see things about fr- the show Friends. Did you ever watch Friends? No, that's good. But they <laughs> well, people will be like, Ross is a narcissistic abuser. Yeah, and I'll be like, Ross is a character on a TV show. Yeah, like he's a comedy character. Like these are all like sketch. Yeah. Like sitcom characters. So they all have to be like given a thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, if you're dating someone, like if you dated any of these people in real life that only had like one personality trait that they like pushed in every conversation you had, it would be crazy. So it's like Ross moved really quickly Uh and had like anger issues. Yeah. But it's like because he's a character. Yeah. Isn't that called like flandering or something? I don't know. You know Ned Flanders from The Simpsons? Mm-hmm. He originally wasn't like some super Christian. He was just like a cheerful neighbor. Yeah. And then they leaned into him being a Christian so hard that became his like one defining a trait. Yeah. So <laughs> yes. like that's what happens to like a lot of characters. Like Britta from Community didn't oh originally God. start off as like just annoying as fuck. They, yeah. They leaned so hard into her like her activism that they made her like a caricature of that. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Um, so I just always think that's funny where sometimes I'm like, no, it's just a character yeah. on a TV show. I actually don't remember how I got there from where we're at so I'll get back <laughs> to the topic. But, um, so, uh, Raina Deerwater, entertainment research and analysis manager oh, yeah. for the GLAAD Media Institute says that queer baiting was especially popular during the early to mid 2010s, a time uh, during which the general public considered queer representation in media to be taboo. Yeah, all we had that was that gay kid from Glee. Kurt. Yeah, Cobain. <laughs> <laughs> but then like every character on Glee became gay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're in show choir. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. what? No, they're in but Glee club. even the football players, like... even the, that's show choir, same thing. Is it Hannah? <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. Hannah, are you know you're famously in a show choir. <gasps> it is the same thing. I knew it. You have that vibe. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we were in theater. We're we're no better than anyone. Honestly, I feel like <laughs> theater is just people who wish they could be in show choir but can't sing. Well, yeah. they all speak for myself. <laughs> I'm really bad at singing. Um. Yeah, like, we had Glee, but even, like, yeah, Disney didn't have any gay characters, but they would have, like, in uh, Lemonade Mouth. Did you ever see that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Hailey Kiyoko. Oh, no, no, no. Well, Hailey Kiyoko played a lesbian on pretty much everything she was on on Disney. Yeah. But then uh, in Wizards of Waverly Place, she came on, and initially, (laughs) initially, uh, I think they wanted her to have a thing with Selena Gomez. Yeah. And then it just was like, they were like, absolutely not. You're They're not cowards. allowed to do that. Yeah. But then Haley Kyoko was just still on the show dressed like a full lesbian. Like yeah. had a pixie cut with like, not even a pixie cut. It was like buzz sides. Yeah. Was like fully goth and was like flirt. Like her character was just flirting with yeah. Selena Gomez's character, but they were yeah. just like stuck with that now and couldn't make them a couple. It was very, <laughs> that's very funny to me. But so they could do things like that, but nothing else. Yeah. I think it's okay no, actually, I'm going to take that back. Um, so what? It, how has the term <laughs> queerbaiting evolved? Um, 
So it's evolved. Many people now use queer baiting to describe the actions of an actual person who doesn't openly identify with the LGBTQ community, but displays queer tendencies through the way they dress, their body language, or their reluctance to answer questions about their sexuality or to give themselves a label. And I think, because we, we, I think we had talked about this before where you were yeah. like, a real person can't, like, you can't queer bait if you're a real person. Yeah. But I think where it gets kind of a gray area is when you're a person that, like, is a Obviously, a you're brand. a person, but you're a brand. Like, yeah. everything, like, when Taylor Swift came out with You Need to Calm Down, it's, yeah. like, that's a money-making, like, fi- like she's making so much money off of that. Yeah. And, like, her company is making so much money off of that. Yeah. So it becomes kind of this, like, hard thing where I don't think, like, one of my, like, random friends who's, like, a, a teacher can be, like, queer baiting. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm, like, you could just be, like, well, figuring out your sexuality. Because they it's, teach like- an English class, that's <laughs> oh, man. so screwed. That is actually true. Yeah. I actually, wow. I do feel like all my English teachers were kind of queer baiting. If they're a woman who teaches gym or English, they can queer bait. So. Because it always did feel like both my English teachers in high school, it was like, well, if you're not gay, what is this? Yeah. Who's this for then? Uh huh. Is it for me? Is what I assumed in high school, but looking back, I assume not. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think it just gets iffy where it's like now, if you're making money off of the queer community, yeah. then it can become queer baby, in yeah. my opinion. No, yeah, there's a fine line, guys. Um, that's a joke. Okay, but um, there's a... F- what does that mean? Never mind. Uh, there's a fine line between, <laughs> like, queer baiting and then forcing someone to come out, like uh, Kit Connor, who's the actor from the gay show that I did watch. L Word? No, it's Boys. I didn't watch it. <laughs> Hannah. <laughs> Sorry. Hard stop. Hard stop. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Kit Connor. I didn't watch that. Well, you... I would actually... No, it's like a slow burn for young gay men. That's, That's why hot. I didn't like it. Oh, I love a slow burn. That's why uh, I love the iCarly reboot. <laughs> I actually do. Isn't she pregnant? No. The actor? Miranda Cosgrove? No, in the, in the show. No, she's not pregnant. Who am there's I thinking a, about? Well, there's an episode where she, uh, they like pretend she's pregnant. I didn't watch that one. I didn't watch that episode. But I know there's an episode where she like pretends to be pregnant and then she's not. Yeah. Or like okay. they think she's pregnant and she's not. I don't really know. Pregnant baiting. But no, <laughs> she's pregnant baiting. I just like a slow burn. But I don't like, um, not in a homophobic way. I just don't want to watch gay men <laughs> do anything. Else. Mine is very much homophobic way. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But um, no, so Kit Connor is the actor in Heartstopper. And he plays a gay character, and mm. I guess he wasn't out. And so, like, everyone was like, you can't play a gay character unless you're gay. And then he was like, I'm bi. Are you guys right. happy? You right, know? Right, right. So there's a difference That's between... A yeah, it's just like a... Every... Did, he, did he say he didn't want to come out? <laughs> yeah, he felt like he was forced out. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard, but... <laughs> I mean, at least he got a big role on a TV show. Good for you. <laughs> I, so queer baiting is like... But if in every interview he was like flirting with his co-star, yeah, and like making, making a dick sucking motion, <laughs> like, yeah, pretending. Wait, stop! If he's underage, if he is of age, that feels still feels Keep it too in. young, honestly. Though, no. um, okay, uh, yeah, nineteen years old. I, no, I was uh, honestly every time I look up the age of someone who plays a high schooler on a, sh- he's in high school. I haven't seen the show. Yeah, they're always like thirty-five years old. Yeah, it's why it's very wild to me. Um, yeah, that's a bummer. But yeah, if he'd been like doing a bunch of like 
I don't know, like taking photos with a pride flag. I know this sounds crazy, but there are people who do this and then like won't answer questions about being gay. Then it feels like, okay, yeah, what are you doing? The distinction to be made is that like they allude to being gay so that when they sell products, gay people be like, oh, I'm supporting one of my own. And then they're not actually gay or they haven't answered or they're like dancing around it. Yeah. 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 Um, Totally. We are going to talk about some queer baiting accusations on different shows. Um, I have not watched Rizzoli and Isles, so have you? No. Do you want to just go down to Supernatural? <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that either, though. Well, Sherlock? No. Well, actually, we're going to... Is the, the iCarly reboot on here? There's Killing Eve, too. God I watched damn. Killing Eve. Let's do the watched, Killing Eve. I watched the first like a <laughs> uh, couple episodes of Killing Eve, and then I saw a spoiler online, and then I stopped watching it because I was like, I don't want to watch this. Actually, usually I like spoilers, but the spoiler made me be like, I don't want to watch this at all. This mm-hmm. looks like I don't want to watch. Did you watch it? No, sorry, my uh, my nose ring just shifted really weird in my nose. Keep going. Are you okay? Yeah, it's just so it's a chain, but then it's like a like a smooth bar mm. inside, and the chain went kind of inside the skin. Yeah. Oh, so it just felt stretched for a second. Are you okay now? Yeah, I'm Is fine. Okay. I'm g- like gauging my nose. Keep going. Um, Killing Eve was I, I was thought it was interesting because they do have like a relationship on the show. They do. It's like I didn't get to that part, but I know that like I know they like make out a lot. Oh, I'm reading this now. K- Killing Eve follows uh, Eve Sandra O. Oh. Yeah, Sandra O oh can queer bait all she wants. <laughs> What? Okay, so, like, here's the thing. I feel like this is not um, in the research, but I feel like if the actor is gay enough looking, you know? It's so so funny to say this is not in the research because if that sentence was in the research, that would be so funny. I would literally give me a raise. Me and... She makes a list of actors. Listen, now, if they look kind of gay, this is not on the, this is not factual, but if they look kind of gay, but they're not, and it's Sandra Oh, then it's fine, in my opinion. It's like Natasha Lyonne, because you could, that, I think everyone is always devastated when that comes up. Yeah, it's really, it's, I like, she was like my gay awakening. I was like obsessed with, I was obsessed with Natasha Lyonne. I know that's not like cool, like everybody has that, but. Yeah. Also, what's nice, though, is she's actually done so much for, like, she, like, actually does stuff for the gay community, which feels nice. Yeah. Because some people just don't do anything. Well, I think it's the guilt of the fact that she's not actually gay. (laughs) She only, she does specifically. But honestly, she feels similar to Sandra Oh, where it's like, I watched Sandra Oh in Grey's Anatomy, and anytime she had a relationship with a man, I was kind of like, this seems fake. Yeah. This feels like when Neil Patrick Harris dated Robin on How I Met Your Mother. And, well, actually, Neil Patrick Harris is probably the only, like, gay, gay dude who I believe could be straight. You know what I mean? Really? Like, well, when, when he was hired, he, they, he wasn't out yet. Yeah, the, I think, like, show. the Sheldon Cooper types <laughs> <laughs> cannot, like, that's the type of actor who's, like, gay, but it does it. It's not convincing, like, straight. Mm, yeah, yeah, Neil Patrick Harris, yeah, is so, yeah. He, he passes a straight. Wow. Mm-hmm. But that's wild because he not only did he play straight on that show, but he did like 900 musical numbers. Yeah. Where he would like heel click in the air and he still, we were like, this checks out. Yeah. Um, okay. I So, okay. Unfortunately, we've hardly watched any of these shows. You never saw Sherlock? Um, no. I know that all the gay kids who follow us are going to be like ripping their hair this out. This is devastating. We could talk about shows. We, is there any shows you feel like queer baited you? Well, I mean, let's just like uh, Killing Eve. So it apparently follows Eve, a British intelligence investigator tasked with capturing psychopathic assassin Vanel. 
Villanelle? Yes. This is what is hard about this for me. I don't think this show... Okay. This yeah. is coming from someone who's watched five episodes. So anyone who's seen this whole show was probably going to be like, you're wrong, Kendall. Why are you speaking about this? Mm-hmm. And that's valid. But um, I... Villanelle is a sociopath on the show. That's like yeah. her thing. She's like literally has no emotion and can kill anyone and like does not care. She's actually a psychopath then. A psychopath, sorry. Yeah. She's a psychopath. And that's like her thing. Like the yeah. show is about that. And she has this weird like homoerotic uh-huh. obsession with Eve. I think because Eve is the only one who like almost killed her and yeah. like caught her. I don't know. But once again, only five episodes in. But to me, this show is not, it would be wild for them to have like a relationship on the show yeah because Villanelle is a psychopath yeah and she they're and I don't I know they end up like joining forces maybe I don't really under I haven't once again haven't seen it but to me the show is not about a gay romance it is about like eight what are they called agents CIA agents what are they yes CIA agents who are like trying to kill one another and then have like a like sex is what it feels like yeah do they have sex I'm pretty sure they do. I haven't gotten there, but I'm like, I know they like make out. Yeah. Because I watched a compilation on YouTube. It says, (laughs) dude, same. (laughs) It says the finale of season one ended with Eve telling Villanelle, everyone's going to roast me for this, but um, she thinks about her all the time, to which Villanelle replied, I mean, I masturbate about you a lot. Yeah, like it's like very sexual, which which, like they do have like sexual moments. So I'm like, it doesn't feel like queer baiting. It just feels like there would be no way for the two of them to have a relationship because Villanelle is nuts and like has no capacity for human emotion yeah but is like weirdly obsessed with having sex with eve well i mean so a lot of people with psychopathic tendencies or they are psychopaths or sociopaths have a very low heart rate so they don't experience anxiety Mm. so they probably feel like they want to have sex with sandra oh for normal reasons, but also because um, they are their enemy, so it would spike their anxiety yeah. and register as like a human emotion. Yeah. So it'd actually be kind of grounding to have sex with your arch nemesis exactly. if you have a low heart rate, yeah. Exactly. But so I'm like, it would just be weird. Like, if there was an episode where Villanelle was like, surprise Sandra O oh, with like a fort they made in their living room with a bunch of fairy lights and was like, I love you. I'd be like, this is, doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, that doesn't make sense. So, I mean, if they're just having sex, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, exactly. That's what yeah. I mean. So to me, but once again, I haven't, haven't hardly watched any of it, but that's, that's, ever, what I, that's what I get from it. What? Have you ever hooked up with a manager? With a manager? Yeah. Of like my boss, kind yes. of? I know that sh- they're not working together, but I'm saying, you know, do you feel that like... I've worked, I've... You, sometimes you just get I attracted like a coworker to- Oh. that was higher up than me. Oh, so but they didn't have like control over whether or not got fired or not. Okay. No, I've never hooked up with a boss. Well, sometimes you just hook up with people because proximity. Yeah. They probably work to <clears throat> work against each other together. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that happened a lot during COVID because you'd like a lot of sex with neighbors. <laughs> no, <laughs> but like w- not during like, I, but like, I mean. Near the end of 2020. It was yeah. like, if you wanted to go on a date, you'd be like, okay, great. We're going to go on a date in a month. Like, you'd meet someone on the apps. Yeah. We're going to Zoom date. And then we're going to go on a date in a month. And I'm going to quarantine for the two weeks before. And then I'll quarantine the two weeks after. Oh, yeah. So sometimes you'd go on a date. And if it was just, like, fine, you'd be like, well, we've already done so much. <laughs> so let's just at least have that. <laughs> let's do something. Because yeah. I put so much work into this first date. Oh, yeah. Um, There are some examples of celebrities who are queer baiting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I've never heard this one. Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande was accused of queer baiting in her music video for Break Up With Your Girlfriend, I'm Bored. Now we know it as the fact that she's just a homewrecker. 
She tried to spin it as if like break up with your boyfriend because I want you. I remember those interviews and I was like. She did try to spin it like that? Yeah. What'd she say? She was just like break up with your, like because she wanted to date the girlfriend. And I was like, that's, you wouldn't phrase it like that. It'd be break up with your boyfriend. Jeez. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, the, so at the beginning of the video, the girlfriend character appears wearing an oversized black sweatshirt over the knee boots and high ponytail with a barrette. So she wants to fuck herself? <laughs> the twist ending sees Grande turning away from the boy and leaning in to kiss the girl. Okay, so this is in the video. I've never watched the music video. Uh-huh. Um, some fans have accused Grande of queer baiting. Wow, this whole episode is just showing how little pop culture I consume. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I haven't seen any of these shows or any of these videos. <laughs> Um, some fans accuse Grande of queer baiting and used bisexuality for shock value because she's only had public relationships with men. Um, others have interpreted the girlfriend character as a representation of Grande herself and believe the video is an illustration of self-love. I mean, if it, if she's not bi, then it's queer baiting because it's selling a product. But I mean, I'm not going to speculate on her. Oh my God. Hmm. The only show that absolutely pissed me off, um, was Euphoria. I never, I never saw Kendall, I swear to God. Hannah, no, <laughs> sorry, sorry. But, like, they had two, like, I was going to, like, two lesbians, I think. And then they had, like, a boy get in between them. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Oh. Okay, so Grande also faced queerbaiting accusations when she collaborated with her friend Victoria Monet for the song Monopoly. The song features Grande's singing line, I like women and men. So, I mean, that's if Ariana Grande is singing, I like women and men, <laughs> she's not queerbaiting. She's like, I am bisexual, dude. Um, <laughs> this, it's like the song title is, My name is Ariana Grande and I'm bisexual. <laughs> this is my coming out. And yeah. people are like, You are queerbaiting. The song title, I am a girl and I eat pussy. <laughs> and I eat pussy. <laughs> Um, there's also Billie Eilish. Wait, and there's also oh, sorry. Monet, who's obviously openly bisexual, also raps those lyrics. And then following the release of Monopoly, Grande herself addressed public calls demanding she label her sexual identity. And she, she says, I haven't before and still don't feel the need to now. She said, okay, then she doesn't need to label it. If she but, said explicitly, I like women, then we. this is a moot point. But then that's what I mean, where it's like, because you would say, if you say that in a, in a song, that'd be you coming out. But then if you're then like, I'm no, I don't need to talk about this. As if I've like come up, I've like banged on your door and been like, "Are you gay?" Yeah. But like, no, you put it in a song, and now you're going on like a a tour for the song. Yeah. People just need to hear her say the word. Yeah. Which is like, you know, you just get over it. I just don't know. I've said this before, but I don't understand why people care. <laughs> like, I really, I'm like, if well, Ariana Grande is bisexual, I'm like, I just don't care. Like, and that's like with Taylor Swift. It's like we've talked about that, but I'm like, I okay, she's only ever publicly dated men. I like. If she's bisexual, I, I just don't really care. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, that yeah. just, like, doesn't excite me. I don't think she's going to date me. And I also don't think, like, she also, like, has a boy. I just, like, don't understand the interest. I think the angle that everyone just consistently, like, this is just standard, are, like, worried that if you're pretending to be gay and then you sell products, people are going to... No, like, I get that. But I just mean yeah. when people are, like, like, gaylers. I'm talking about, like, people yeah. who, like, really think she's gay. Yeah. Well, I'm like, well, first of all, she's not gay. Because she, I mean, unless she's, like, literally hiding so deep d- down <laughs> in, like, We're pretending the, to be straight. We're doing the literal interpretation of gay. She could be, like, bi. Well, I that's mean, what I mean. But the, if, you, if people are like, she's a lesbian. Yeah. I'm like, well, n- no. Because yeah. she's literally currently dating a man. Yeah. Um, 
but also like if she's bi, she's still dating that man and that's great. I just I just mean like I understand why queer baiting is frustrating, but in terms of people who are like I just like literally every day I'm trying to find signs that she's bi. I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't know. I just like don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I, I do know what you mean. It's like when um someone's like, You ever wonder what happens after you die? And you're like, No. But then they just yeah. like push it. Every time they get drunk <laughs> or high, they're like, dude, what happens when we die? I'm like, who gives a shit? Like, we're going to be dead. I know. That's how I feel about people speculating on Taylor's sexuality. I know. It's so important to a lot, but I don't think about it. Yeah, that's like a <laughs> yellow jacket. There's, sorry. Yes, <laughs> I love to talk about yellow jackets. No, you're good. I did watch that. Um, on yellow jackets, they're like, there's a part where he goes to like, he doesn't want to be there anymore. One of the guys. I thought it was all lesbians. No, there's two guys, which my opinion could have been cut from the show. But Is this a women's soccer team? Oh, yeah, but there's, like, the, the coach, and his, coach and his two sons, I think. Oh. Or maybe they're, like, assistant coach. I don't really understand. But yeah. there's two guys there. But he, like, goes, and he's, he is going to die. And the girl's like, don't do it. If you do it, we're going to eat you. And he goes, I don't care. I'm like, yeah, why would you care? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I don't have any feelings after I die. Mm -hmm. What happens to me like that? Like, I'm always just, like, I want to be donated to science. I would understand if it's, like, a religious reason. Totally. But, like, I don't, yeah. Right. I don't think that there's a lot of... No. Rastafarianism in yellow jackets. And that's where you're wrong. Really? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, there's none. Um, anyways, Billie Eilish. Uh-huh. June was, 2021. Yeah. Billie Eilish was accused of queerbaiting in her Lost Cause music video. The video shows Eilish at a slumber party with a group of girls dancing, eating whipped cream, playing Twister, and rolling around on top of each other. I don't think that's queerbaiting. That's harmless fun. It's harmless. Yeah, that's that's great. A few days later, Eilish posted a series of behind-the-scenes photos from the music video. She wrote, I love girls, <laughs> in the caption. <laughs> All right. Um, fans quickly wondered if Billy was had come out as a member of the LGBTQ plus community, though she was most recently dating actor Matthew Boris at the time. That One commenter wrote, acting sexual with girls to draw in more audiences is gross. Another said, bye, I literally cannot. It's like... If she's coming out, good for her. But if she claims to be straight after this bestie, it's queer baiting. Sorry. I think since mm. we live in such like a binary culture, like everything is either yes or no or evil or good. Yeah. The people truly can't fathom the concept of bisexuals. Yeah. They're like, no, you're either gay or you're a lesbian. Yeah. There's like no way that yeah. people are bi. Yeah. And I think that that's like, that's like just... Like the uh, the sentence, fans quickly wondered if Billy had come out as a member of the LGBTQ plus community, though she most recently uh, seen dating actor Matthew Vorce at the time. That last sentence wasn't needed. There's actually like several symbols. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. There's several like <clears throat> numbers in the actual LGBTQ that could it could be a woman dating right. a dude. You 100%. know, hundred <laughs> percent. I just feel like when um, I also feel bad sometimes because how old is Billie Eilish? Isn't she like? She's like 21 now. Oh, okay. 22, 21. But at the time, I know that... She's like pretty young. I'm always yeah. just like, man, she's figuring it out. Yeah, <laughs> you know she's also I mean? homeschooled. If she thinks it's totally normal to like, you know, for two girls to be naked and cover each other in whipped cream during yeah, a slumber party. She's a slumber party. Yeah. She just saw like <laughs> porn and was like, okay, I guess yeah. this is what it is. Um, we talked about Kit Connors a little bit. Do you want to talk more? Yeah, so Kit Connor, I feel bad for... <laughs> <laughs> He was forced out of the closet. Well, I feel bad for anyone who gets harassed. But, um, yeah. yeah, so where he plays, um, he plays uh, Nick Nelson in Heartstopper. He had been accused of benefiting from his portrayal of Nick, a queer teen, mm -hmm. 
as it led to his fame and a steadfast fandom. Some question whether he had a genuine connection to the queer community. And shortly after the series premiered in April, Connor avoided using labels to describe his sexuality after fans debated possibilities. He condemned attempts to stereotype him and his castmates based on voice and appearance, which he called a problematic assumption. Yeah, they were like, where's your list, but dude? Wait, really? Oh, no, but that's the oh. <laughs> it's like, oh my it's God. A gay thing that you assume. Yeah. Why don't, why don't lesbians have lisps? Why don't, don't we? Is it- I do, actually. I told you about the time I went to that poetry I, I was in a poetry competition. You're just dyslexic. You don't have a lisp, do you? I, I don't think I do, but I went to this, I was, I got to the finals of the poetry competition in high school. Yeah. And I was, I was paired up with this, this, this older man was going to coach me uh-huh. and it, like for an hour before the poetry competition. I don't know. I pulled out a class for it. And as I was leaving, he was like, oh, I wish we had time to work on your lisp, but we really don't. And I was like, What? And he was like, your lisp, you have a pretty bad lisp. <laughs> you don't have a bad lisp. I know. I don't think I do either, but. Um, you, no, you don't even have a lisp. Sorry. I, I don't have, you don't have a very bad lisp. I don't, I don't think I do, but I, but I've always thought about that. I'm like, maybe I do a little bit, but I, I don't think I do. I always sound congested because I smoke. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> no, yeah, so he uh, condemned attempts to stereotype him. Uh, when Connor refused to publicly declare sexuality, fans accused him of being purposefully vague as a way to queer bait. I think what's also, as a public figure who's come out, when you stamp a term, like you can, I it would be much more comfortable like four or five years ago telling people uh, sometimes I hook up with women then I'm a lesbian or I'm bi because people do in the public hold you to something. Yeah. So yeah. like, especially since he's a teenager, if he's like still questioning and you make him label it, yeah. people will like hold to that. And if he changes any like type, like any yeah. way in the future, it's going to be. Well, because I think yeah. there's such a like, you know, like, uh, I don't know. There, There's such an unfortunate, like, I, I think. There's like a lot of people like I knew pretty young I was a lesbian. Yeah, and I feel like really fortunate for that. Yeah. So I think sometimes there's I think the whole like born this way thing is such an it was born out of like a positive thing of yeah. like yeah you're not like you don't decide to be gay like obviously that's like what it is supposed to be. Yeah. But I also think sometimes it does put this pressure on people to be like you should have known since you're like four like yeah. you should have like it should be so black and white clear since you were a child what yeah. was going on with you. And I also think it doesn't allow for like growth or change or like oh I felt I mean even for me like when I like I came out as a lesbian but then like the more I like changed my view on gender and like looked at like how like do I even feel like gender is a thing and like all of that then it like changed the way I viewed dating as well because I was like well I don't know if I feel how can I be like I, I don't know it just like changes the way you think about things so for me I was like well if I'm if I start feeling like nobody, like gender is all silly, yeah, <laughs> and then like, but I only date, you know, I only, you know what I mean? It just yeah. makes everything a little bit more complicated. So I think it's like, yeah, as you get older, you learn new things, like your sexuality could change or your whatever could change. That doesn't mean you were lying before or you yeah. didn't feel valid before. But I think sometimes it is scary at 18. He's 18 years old to like yeah. say, I'm this. And then everyone, yeah, if he later is like, I'm not that. Yeah. People will be like, well, well, well. Yeah. I mean, any 18-year-old right now, if you were like, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? Most of them are going to be like, oh, well, um, you know, so yeah. what What you would, like, why not apply the same thing to, like, sexuality and gender? Exactly. I mean, some people are, like, born and they're like, I want to be a bicyclist. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <fuck>. Sorry. <laughs> I want to own a bicycle as my job. No, like, I want to be, like, a doctor. 
Yeah. And they oh, know that I as a kid. You say bisexual and you said bicyclist. I was thinking of Lance Armstrong <laughs> and I was like a cyclist. You're always thinking about him. No, I. Because well, I live strong. Right. Yeah. I know. Well, but I think there are people who it's like, yeah, born. I mean, you hear these stories. It's like, which is this doesn't make their story less valid. It's great. And it's awesome. Yeah. But like people who will be like, I, you know, um, since I was born have felt like the wrong gender like I was two and I was the wrong gender and I felt it so I think then some people who are like I didn't feel like that that necessarily but now I'm 30 and feel the wrong you know what I mean it can make it a little more confusing where you're like am I wrong you know what I mean yeah so I think sometimes it's good to just let people change change not I don't think it's changing their mind actually I think it's just like continuing to explore themselves yeah like I mean just like Thankfully, I mean, you like realize you're a lesbian like pretty early on, but like it's so easy to be confused if you are a lesbian, like even for straight girls, like at the end of the day, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm straight. But like if you think about how society talks about having sex with dudes, you're not supposed to enjoy it. You're not supposed to come. You're like actually supposed to. It's normal to be like actively disgusted when you're when it's happening. When there's like a trope of like. My wife never wants to have sex with yeah. me. So if you like literally never want to have sex with your husband, you're like, this is normal. This is how marriage is supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, like straight women are, are like, oh no, yeah, that's pretty par for the course. So like lesbians are gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm disgusted here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, there's like I've heard some people be like, I didn't know I was a lesbian for a long time because I'd hear other lesbians talk about having sex with men. Yeah, and I they would be like. I could never have sex with a man. That is literally the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. And they're like, I wasn't like, it wasn't like that. Like I'd had sex with men. It was fine. It was like not compared to having sex with a woman, but it was like, not like I was like, I'm going to throw up. So then they were like, maybe I'm not a lesbian. I think there's just some people who are so like, I'm gay. I've been gay since I was born. And the thought of a man is disgusting and it yeah. can be confusing for other people. I don't well, know. isn't that a part of like purity culture? Like the whole gold star lesbian? Cause you're saying like, it's like um, if I've never had sex with a dude and I'm better, I'm the gold star. Right. That means there's something dirty about being penetrated by a man, which yeah. just perpetuates the whole, like you gotta be a virgin when you're married and that sort of shit. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole fucked up system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not a good system. <laughs> so, and we're yeah. here to change it. But no, you, uh, yeah. Keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cardi B. <laughs> That's what I want to say. Cardi B is bisexual. She said it like a million times. Okay, so next. Next. <laughs> okay. Harry Styles. We I mean, yeah, I, I don't know enough about I mean, I'm like so not up to date on Harry Styles, but I just I do I am like I, I am like he, he just He wears sequins and low cut shirts. But so did well, but he was gay. I was gonna say so did um Elton John. Elton John. <laughs> but then that <laughs> is not queerbaiting. Um yeah, I just think but I'm like dress however you want. I think it's more just this like uh yeah, like really it's... wanting it to feel gay when it's like why is this it feels like people treat going to a Harry Styles concert like they're going to a queer event. Yeah. And I'm like, are you? <laughs> you know that thing of like um when certain like social when like, what's it called when you're like super progressive? A socialist. What's it? A socialist? <laughs> no, uh, like when, okay, you know when like feminism and like, <laughs> y- okay, you know, 
the, the difference between women and men yeah. philosophically. Uh-huh. Women are like at this point where we're like, I want to be like other. There's like third wave feminism, you know, and then men are just like women are people. You yeah, know, like yeah, women yeah. are so far ahead that interacting with a man almost feels like you're getting stupider. Yeah. So sometimes when it comes to straight versus queer discourse, straight people don't really discuss their sexuality in like depth. Mm-hmm. And so like, but gay people do. So we're so far ahead. So when it comes to Harry Styles, great guy, but like it's his fans are predominantly straight. So they're having this whole like, uh, is, is he gay because he's wearing sequins? Yeah. Like sort of like actual <laughs> genuine mental breakdown. It's actually if you break it down deeply offensive. <laughs> yeah, and then every gay person's like, dude, it's, if he's making money off of us, that's fucked. But uh, your clothes don't define your sexuality, yeah. you know? I it's- also maybe have a secret issue with Harry Styles because when I was growing up, I shared a room with my, my niece. We were the same age. Yeah. And she was obsessed with One Direction in a way that was like, Insane, like yeah. obsessed. Every part of our wall was covered in a, a One Direction poster. Like not a single part of the wall could you see. It was so insane. She had, sorry, I had a Diet Coke before this. I'm burping. That's disgusting. Uh, Can we pause? I'm kidding. Please don't. Act. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah, like she had those. What were they called? They were like these cardboard things that you could buy and attached to your wall, and it was like Harry Styles posters. No, <laughs> it was like what they were like a specific thing they advertised. Basically, just a cardboard cutout that you could stick to your wall yeah i think they're called like big heads or something yeah and then her comforter was one direction like she was obsessed with one direction and she had a birthday party one time that was one direction themed and you had to take i had to take a test to be able to attend it on harry styles and all the one direction members and it would be things like what's harry styles favorite movie what's harry Styles? and so i have actually have a lot of knowledge about him from like 2010 yeah like i know his favorite movie i don't know if it's changed but it used to be love actually oh wow which is my dad's favorite movie. So real. So I see Harry Styles as my dad. And that's why there's a lot there for me. I understand. <laughs> um, but Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Okay, so guys, again, these fans are feral. So we don't hate these people. We're just, they've been accused of queer baiting, And you guys should definitely defend them in the comments or make a case for it. But after <laughs> Bad Bunny kissed a male dancer during his 2022 MTV Video Music Awards performance, many fans speculate about his sexuality. Okay, if his name is Bad Bunny, (laughs) he's very comfortable in himself. Most, like, men, and even if he, I, you know, I I, I mean, if he's pretending to be gay, too, so that's bad, whatever. But he's a Bad Bunny, it does imply some sort of femininity that he's drawn to. Which is such a, it's a fine line, because you... I think all of that is unrelated to sexuality. You know what I mean? To me, I'm like, you could be fully... If anything says anything about gender. That's what I mean. Like, you could be fully... Like, you could be... You could identify as a man. Yeah. Wear only women's clothes. Yeah. And still be straight. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is... um, Yeah, this is a straight people's problem. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, wear rectangle square. But if you're singing songs that are like insinuating that you're hooking up with a guy uh-huh. and then you like and then you make money off of that and then you refuse to talk this is why okay for example taylor swift it's yeah like the song betty remember that came out and yes. everyone said this is a song talking about her having and it i've listened to the song so many times because i really like it yeah it i don't know how you could read it as not gay gay yeah it sounds so gay i don't and, and to me if it was honestly anyone else i'd be like 
Who knows? She's just writing stuff. Taylor Swift is so calculated. Because I used to think yeah. her fans, I mean, we did a whole episode about this. I used to think her fans were being too much. I was like, you guys are like reading into everything. Yeah. But it's like, no, she literally makes, she like drops all these weird Easter eggs yeah. for things that you'd be like, what even is this Easter egg? Like, I don't understand this. So I just like, when she released that song, she knew what that discussion was going to be. Yeah. And that feels very annoying to me. I'm uh-huh. like, you know what that is. You release all these songs that have hints of like, I'm gay. Yeah. You release, you need to come down where you're literally dancing with the cast of Queer Eye in mm-hmm. a rainbow outfit. What, like, what is happening? Like, what? Yeah. You're not, like, you're doing that. Because if, once again, if it was anyone else, like, if it was like Florence and the Machine, I'd be like, she accidentally dressed like <laughs> in the she lesbian flag. She wore a strap on, on yeah. stage. Oopsie. Yeah. But like, Taylor's with everything she does is calculated. So why would I assume that those random things she does are not also calculated? I think, okay. Most people don't have to, like, consider legal and, like, uh, worldwide optics of, like, their character or whatever. So Taylor Swift is very calculated. And most normal people would be like, if we're writing songs called Betty and playing them at a bar, just come out already. Mm -hmm. But my idea for why Taylor has not come out is that it still stands is that Carly Kloss would then be outed if Taylor came out and confirmed that she was gay or something like that. And Carly Kloss is associated with an incredibly conservative family. And so, I mean, think about your gay relationships, even if your friendship is over. So Carly Kloss, Taylor used to be friends. And if you're a lesbian, you get this. Even if the relationship is over and so much has fucked, like they fucked with you, there's a, like, it's different. You don't want to out them still, but you know? Would that be out? I just think if she was like, I'm bi, yeah. I didn't date Carly Kloss. That would be so much That's like saying, like... Because now everyone assumes she dated Carly Clark. Have you seen that one t-shirt that's like, I don't murder and eat children? Like, (laughs) it's like the fact that you have that shirt on (laughs) suggests that you are probably murdering and eating children. So if you came out and said... But I'm so why bi she... and I didn't date Carly Kloss. But then why did she, okay, but then why did she dress up like Carly Kloss, sing a song, and then have Carly Kloss sit in her audience? That is the a... closest, so she's also a brand. That is the closest her brand can get to being gay without crossing any legal. But to me, if Carly Kloss, but I, yeah, but if Carly Kloss is so concerned about being outed, why would this, any of that be happening? Why wouldn't they just be like, let's not talk about her? Because you physically cannot not talk about Carly Kloss because everyone else is talking about it. But I didn't even know. But like maybe the Swifties. But I did not know anything about that until Taylor was doing that stuff. Uh huh. So to me, that's her being like, I was. And it's like, well, you didn't have to say any of that. Well, I know. And why would Carly Kloss be going to these things also making a, do you know what I mean? It would be so easy to just be like, yeah, we used to be friends, period. Don't do a whole thing about our relationship at our show. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think Taylor Swift fans are notoriously respectful of her privacy. No, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm saying Taylor, that actually, yeah, Taylor, oh, you're making me defend, but I'm also a fan. It's hard. I'm a, but I'm a Taylor Swift fan, too. But I'm saying. I'm just like, you didn't have to say any of this. So just stop talking. If, like, if it was all about protecting Carly Kloss. Why would any of those things have happened? Because she can't just, because uh, uh, then you're cutting out like a lot of your authenticity. Just like avoid anything that could suggest that you have, like, I mean, if you're, if she is bi and she wants to express herself and she can't, 
outwardly say it. She should be able to do the bi things. Totally. But if her ex-partner or yeah. ex-whoever was like, I don't want people to know about that, to me, that but has that's, nothing. But that's not, like, reasonable. You know what I mean? To say, I don't want, I'm not out. I don't want you to talk about us having a relationship. No, but it's that's that's not reasonable because, like, then they would never get to come out. Taylor? Yeah. Why, though? Why, why I, can't they I'm, just say, I'm bisexual, I also never dated Carly Kloss? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Kendall, I think we're both literal people, and this makes complete sense to us. I think most fans are like sheep and not <laughs> ADHD literal people. No, I get, but I think we might just disagree. Because do you think that you think she's bisexual? Yes. Because you th- and you said you think the only reason she hasn't come out is because of the Carly Kloss thing. Yes, I think if she says like I'm bi, then the millions of fans would immediately go to Carly Kloss, and that would create like a weird thing. And so they may have ended, and they may not be friends. Mm-hmm. But like Taylor seems like a caring person that she wouldn't even want to put that level of stress on her. Like so, but she still wants to live her life authentically. Totally, that makes sense to me. I'm just. Still, I feel like they still do some PR stunts that involve Carly Kloss. Uh-huh. Right? No. She, like, came to the concert. She wasn't allowed with even the celebrities. She had to get, like, a general admission ticket. But why? Okay, but you don't think that's a PR stunt? Why would she not be in the celebrity box? I don't think it's a PR stunt. I think that's would be that's embarrassing on her part. Celebrities are private individuals, but they're also brands. Um, Taylor Swift is a brand herself. Sure. Um, so, in a piece for the New York Times journalist Mark Harris writes, as self-serving as some celebrity, cagenius, caging, oh caginess, <laughs> can't be. We, sorry, you can't build a world in which everyone feels free to self-identify by ordering everyone to self-identify. In our desire to create a utopia in which nobody faves, um, nobody's faves are problematic, it's easier to forget that sexuality can be messy and uncertain and overwhelming, and that keeping that journey private is, no matter how frustrating, a right that's worth defending. That is true. Like, um, I think in, I'm thinking gayness in the same realm as mental illness. <laughs> My mom has been dying to hear me say that. No, but um, you know how like um, someone you like it's like forcing a celebrity like to say their mental illness. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And so like they experience maybe some visible bouts of like mania. Yeah. But and so people are speculating: Are you like bipolar or like something else? And they're like, I do. That's not up to you. Um, I mean, if they were selling me lithium, I'd be like, you better fucking be bipolar. (laughs) So I know, but yeah. So the idea of queer reading suggests that sexual... Oh, you already read that. Yeah, accusing someone. So are we at the queer reading accusations? Like accusing someone of queer baiting may pressure them. Um, Accusing someone of queer queer baiting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Accusing someone of queer baiting may pressure them to come out when they're not yet ready or still coming to terms with their sexuality or gender. Mm-hmm. According to a report by LGBTQ rights organization Stonewall, only about half of lesbian, gay, bisexual, and trans people feel able to open about their sexual orientation or gender identity to everyone in their family. Forcing someone to come out to a um, conclusion on their sexuality before they're ready can affect a person's personal safety, both mentally and physically. Questioning someone's sexuality or the way they arrive at their identity is harmful because it erases their experiences and undermines the struggles that person may have gone through or is going through, says Gigi Engel, ACS, certified sex educator at dating app 3Fun and author of all 
the fucking mistakes. A guide to sex, love, and life. Yeah, I would say that you just probably shouldn't speculate on anyone under 20. And if anything, you're like, they appear to be straight, then you question the writers or something. Um, yeah. Also, happy that the writer's strike is over. Uh, don't Wee! give them a hard time. Um, the idea of queerbaiting suggests that sexuality is something that must be visible and clearly defined. Yeah. Yeah. Do you consider yourself femme? Femme? Yeah. No. Really? <laughs> Not at all, honestly. Just I consider myself, I mean, I don't know. I guess I consider myself fully. <laughs> Would you say you're more mask or femme? I, I feel more mask. Really? Yeah, but I don't think that's always portrayed in the way I dress. Yeah. But no. I definitely like, yeah, I feel more mask. I feel more femme most of the time. My insides are very mask. Yeah. I love you tools. I don't feel that I dress <laughs> mask. I mean, no, I don't feel that I dress femme in any way. Yeah. I think I feel completely <laughs> non-binary. <laughs> yeah. So like, I don't know if there's like a, uh, like I don't feel like I have any... Yeah, I mean, like, that's I androgyny. Like yeah. Androgy yeah. Are we right gays? Wait, uh, are you both gay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so what's the middle? Uh, I read STEM sometimes is the middle. Mm. It's like mass weaving. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I understand that. Like, I'm visually femme just because it's easier. Actually, that's a lie. But, like, just because it's, like... <laughs> you it, like it, though. You like, right? You, oh, yeah, you said I love, you like... I love the makeup the aspect of it, yeah. And yeah. I love big hair. I'm from the South. But, like, <laughs> I also love mounting TVs and yeah. building shit. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, my... my um, I've been talking a lot about gender with my therapist recently. Mm -hmm. And it, she was explaining it to me as kind of a... Um, like a D&D like &D dice. I've never played D&D. &D. So, like, I was going to ask Hannah again. Well, how many? There's, like, 20 sides to a D&D &D dice, right? 22? Yes. There's a lot. But there's a lot of sides. It doesn't really matter how many. But there's yeah. a lot of sides to a D&D &D dice. And it's kind of like your gender, um, especially when you're kind of in that middle area, yeah. can feel like it's, like, one side can be, like, your hair. One side could be your clothes. One side of the dice could be your, like, getting on hormones. One side could be, like, gender affirming surgery like one side can be all of these different things and you just kind of roll it and see which one feels good to you yeah <laughs> you know what I mean well, yeah that's... so I think for me I like feel like I'm like split down the middle where it's like half feels very mask half feels very femme yeah well I think that's just kind of like in a similar vein the basis behind like a lot of intersectionality yeah. is that you have like weight age race um, like mental status, like you know, I mean, because I my gender identity does not come from it comes from the neurodivergent, the autism aspect, mm -hmm. which a lot of people are like that's out of left field. But like, if you cannot or have a hard time registering a lot of social cues, mm -hmm. then what you are socially prescribed to do will not apply to you, and that's why I feel disconnected from femininity. Yeah, you know, so that would be one of the aspects of the die where it's like, and then. You know, I think a lot of people, since we're white, we probably view a lot of things through black or white because we can really only take on, at most, one other visual marginalized role. Do you know what I mean? No. Can you explain that a little more? Sorry. Is this making sense, guys? Might it just not to me. I just might not, I might not have understood. I think, I think, like, explaining, I think for most people, like... 
you know what no, we're going to do. You did a good Why? You did a good job. I you just the, I just the, didn't understand the many-sided die. Like um I was talking to my friend who just came out as a trans woman and mm-hmm. she's plus size mm-hmm. and she was talking about how she is so new to feminine gender gender expression mm-hmm. and where she's overwhelmed similar to the dice thing is that now she has to shop for clothing for herself to express yeah. herself but then she didn't realize that there's not a lot of options for plus size women. Yeah, yeah. And totally. so, like, that is, yeah, there's, like, so many different, like, do you want to do your hair? Do you have time to do your makeup? And then the pink tax doesn't necessarily even apply to just, like, menstrual products. Mm-hmm. Like, you makeup and just all this shit. And getting then, your hair done. It's like getting my hair, I mean, my my roommate Charles gets his hair cut and it costs, like, $20. And yeah. when I get my hair done, it costs, like, $700. Yeah, it's like, um... The, like the DSM, like what's the, it's like the Myers Briggs of uh, yeah. gender expression. Yeah, a lot of us are INTJ or like ENTJ, whatever. It's just what you checked in the box. Yeah, and that's you. Totally, totally. We just explained gender to a bunch of gays. Um, so the straight people who are watching this, please let us know if we were helpful. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, <sighs> but some celebrities have come out of uh, as queer after being accused of queer baiting. Uh, like we did talk about. Um, Kit Connor, I keep want to say Curtis Connor. I love my <laughs> my Vine friends, but okay. So my Chemical Romances Gerard Way has been accused of queer baiting, despite stating publicly that they always identified a fair amount with the female gender and that they use both he and they pronouns. <laughs> so okay. people are just aren't listening. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it is true. All the ones we've read have just been like, people have accused this person for queer baiting. They said in an interview, "I'm gay." Uh, please stop asking me if I'm not. And we can't really decide what that means. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, Cardi B has like, said a million times. So th- that's actually kind of funny. I think it is true what you're saying where some people truly do not. When people are like, I'm bi, people are like, that means nothing to me. Yeah. And they're like, I'm bi. And they're like, but are you gay? <laughs> like, yeah. No, I'm not. Um, which I think is rough. Anyways, there it is. There you have it. Mm-hmm. Queer baiting, I think, is it's a tough, it's a it's a tough fine line of yeah. we don't, you know, we really cannot know anyone's sexuality. But if someone is selling a bunch of pride merch and they're not gay, that is problematic. Yeah. Um, I also think sometimes it's about the space you need to take up. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a community, like, um, you know, even as like a lesbian, it's like I'm lesbian, but I'm a white lesbian. Uh-huh. I am a lesbian who grew up with super supportive parents. I'm a le- so I don't always, I'm not always like I need to be like on the biggest pride float at pride being like I have the most to say about and that doesn't mean my experience is not valid or like important but I think sometimes it's like I don't know just being aware sometimes of like the uh like the space you I don't know if that's the wrong word to use the amount of space you take up. yeah just like the amount of space you need to take up in any and I think that goes the other way where like I've heard some people be like I don't know, I want to explore my sexuality, but, like, I, like, don't want to take up any space. And I'm like, no, no, you can take up space. <laughs> like, you can take up some space to, like, yeah. explore. Like, you deserve that. Like, you should be able to always take up space. Like, don't yeah. be afraid to do that. But I think sometimes it's, like, um, yeah, people will be, like, ju- just, like, there's just, like, nuance in everything. Everything is, like, nuanced and confusing. And so it's, like, you can be exploring your sexuality, but if you're, like, I'm not going to tell you what, sexuality I am but I'm going to be like the poster child for the gay community yeah maybe you don't need to yet if you're like figuring I don't know do you know what I mean yes I do I think anyone with uh anyone okay yeah anyone who's not viewing any everything through the binary can understand what you're saying there's like a middle ground there's a gray it's a spectrum I think um 
if you think in black and white, then this is actually a very hard thing to understand. Yeah. But yeah, I um, I mean, skinny white femme lesbians have like no representation in media. Is you know, like I, un- I well, understand. Right. No, yeah. I'm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like yeah, yeah. exact. One hundred percent. So yeah, I don't know. I think it's just complicated, but it's a good conversation to have. It is, and I think everyone who listens to this is gay, and they'll under- it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And You'll I'm be sorry. fine. I'm sorry if I'm. I don't want everyone to. Hannah, it's mostly you. I don't want you to be mad at me about my opinions on Taylor Swift. Oh no! Now I'm getting the silent treatment. I literally never. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Thank you. Thank you. You could be mad at me. Thank you. Um, we actually have a guest here today. Do we? We have an executive. On a new on a TV show that recently came out. Oh really? It's on season two. Um, and it's Is called it Yellow Jackets. <laughs> it's Yellow Jackets. <laughs> really, the way in which I watched Yellow Jackets t- two years after everyone else, and then it became my full personality, and I can't stop thinking about it, and I've rewatched it like six times. It's really embarrassing. Um, yeah, they're an executive for a show called Gaycation. Have you watched this? No, but I've heard good things. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Um, they're executive on a show called Gaycation, and they're here, and they're going to talk about it for a minute. Okay, hell yeah. Hell and yeah. we'll be right back. All right, bye. And we're back with Ted Cranston. Hello, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being on. So can you tell us a little bit about your show that you have? Yes, I can. We'll have our second season coming out, and it is going to be an absolute gay time. Mm -hmm. It is going to be all LGBT. Um, We're going second season. Uh, Have you seen the show? It's called Gaycation. I have seen clips. Gaycation. So the premise of the show, I created it myself. And my wife and I actually came up with it together. Uh Uh-huh. It is... I'm so sorry, and I don't mean to do this. We are queer friendly, but are you a man or a woman? (laughs) I'm a man. (laughs) Okay. I'm a man. I'm a straight man. Of course. Yes. Do I not look it? (laughs) (laughs) Some have said I look like Ellen DeGeneres. (laughs) I didn't want to assume Okay, I'm a man. I'm all man, Sarah. Uh-huh, I'm Maybe sorry. you can't Made tell you with my clothes yourself. on, but I'm all man. <laughs> it's the squirt that's thrown me off. So, so listen. Keep going. The show is called Gaycation. We get ten straight girls, ten straight guys. We put them on a beach together, and the challenge is they can only date people of the same gender. <laughs> um, but aren't they all straight? So right, but that's the challenge. Uh They have to do a gay thing to stay till the end and win $1.3 million. Okay, interesting. Uh, I mean, have any couples come out of the show? We have had many couples come out of the show, Sarah. We had had Janelle from season two and Brian from season two ended up together. That's actually really interesting because you just said you're launching season two. Um, so spoilers. I'm sorry. <laughs> spoilers. Please edit that out. That's not <laughs> supposed to be public knowledge. Um, for season one, we had um, Carrie. She was just a delight. Uh-huh. And Tana, who yes. they ended up getting together after the show. We've had a lot of couples. Uh, they usually, every time, have been a man and a woman. Uh-huh. Straight couple. But during the show, yeah, there's a lot of women making out with each other, a lot of men making out with each other for the big cash prize. Uh-huh. 
So is it like weekly challenges of gay opportunities? Gay opportunities. You had to make out, go on dates, kiss, sex. It's a really horny show, Sarah. Uh-huh. So uh, um, are you gay? Wait, actually, let me backpedal a bit. Do, no. you, do you feel like you're using queer audiences for views? I know I'm not. I'm just trying to get everyone as horny as possible. Mm-hmm. So for me, I just, I know I love watching two girls just go to town on each other. Mm-hmm. So what I'm trying to give to the gay community and also everyone at home, straight or not, yeah. is just watching women make out with each other and watching men make out with each other. And maybe... Maybe uh-huh. two will fall in love. We don't know. Uh-huh. We really don't know until the season's over. So the objective is either it just is just do gay stuff, or is it to make do sure do gay pe- stuff, get horny, have fun, mm-hmm. get drunk, yeah, have Are- a good time is kind of the goal. And if you make it to the end, if you can make it. Six months. Oh, my God. And only make out with someone of the same gender. Uh-huh. You can get a lot of money. It's $1.2 million split between 20 people. Taxes oh, so, taken out. So everyone's a winner? Every, if you do it. If, but the more... So then they try <laughs> to get people to make out with someone of the opposite sex so that they can get more money at the end of the cash prize. Uh-huh. I think you, instead of a lump sum, you should probably do challenges uh, like a hundred thousand. Already filmed it, Sarah. Well, season three. Uh, but are you gay? I said I have a wife, <laughs> and I'm a man. Yes. <laughs> so no, I'm straight. I'm straight, but I'm always trying to push the boundaries of of shows and TV so that I can try to get more LGBT opportunities on telly on the telly. I understand. So this show was heavily promoted as an LGBTQ dating show and from what I've heard uh, it's just a bunch of drunk straight girls making out with each other. I like that. You like that. Do Oh, do I? A bunch of straight girls making out. You don't like that? Do you not? I I, I plead the fifth. But keep going. I thought, what do people want to say? And I, you know, let's be honest. The gay community is probably one of the richer communities. Yeah. They've got money, and I want it. I say that about the historically disenfranchised Exactly. Lot. They have the money. I want it. It's a really good opportunity <laughs> for m- merchandise. Yes. Launches and all of that. So I, my gift to the LGBT community is to be horny have fun watching the show. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, we had to pull them in. I knew they would like it, but I didn't know if they would know they would like it if I just... So the ads are very... It's supposed to make you think it's a lot of gay people. Uh-huh. But that's not what the show is. Uh, yeah. But there is a lot of kissing uh-huh. of the same gender. Yeah. Which is very fun. <laughs> people like that. Yeah. We do. Yeah. Um, do you have any other shows you're working on? I do. Thank you for asking. We have a show. I'm rebooting The L Word again. I'm trying it again. I know they already did a reboot, but I'm doing another one. Everyone in the cast is going to be played by a straight person. Okay. Um, and the there's going to be more straight relationships in it. And the reason I wanted to do that is because I wanted there to be more questions 
I wanted people to wonder what was going to happen more. Uh huh. So that is kind of going to add a little bit to the suspense of the show. Yeah. The fact that the actors clearly don't know what they're doing. Exactly. Uh huh. So. Okay. Well, that's. Are you going to watch? Can I count on your view, Sarah? <laughs> what network are you going to be on? It's a YouTube channel that oh. I <laughs> that I've started. No. Okay. But um, I can't wait for Gaycation season two. Mm-hmm. Horny drunk girls and guys. <laughs> It's my AA group name. But um, <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show, I think. Um, but good luck with everything. I hope you seek a therapist. And um, please don't tune into that. But thank you guys so much for watching. A great time. <laughs> well, that was a nightmare. <laughs> um, I'm sorry I missed it. No, yeah, it I'm was, really sorry. I'm so, Yeah, I'm sorry. It's whatever. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you are better and gayer for it. I do too. And I appreciate you all for being here. And remember to listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts and rank, rank us, rank us, <laughs> rate us five stars. And just a quick reminder, once again, if you're interested in seeing Sarah and I live, you can come to New York City for the New York Comedy Festival and um, see us live in it- November. So go check out the ticket link is on is below is below yeah and make sure to like and subscribe on youtube and we will see you guys next here or talk to you um wednesday all right i love you taylor i (laughs) think super hulak is a great group of of people we're thoroughly scared bye guys Finding a doctor is truly the hardest thing on planet Earth, which is so unfortunate because when you're feeling really sick, the last thing you want to do is talk to an old man who has no idea what you're going through and doesn't understand anything about medical stuff or science and just tells you to drink more water. That is just the worst feeling ever. And that's why I use ZocDoc. If you listen to this podcast, you know I'm obsessed with ZocDoc. It's the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable and actually listen to you. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Go to ZocDoc.com BCC and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's ZOCDOC.com BCC. ZocDoc.com BCC.